Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode 217 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Well firstly I want to tell you about a new little feature the Ministry of Arts have got over on their Instagram profile. If you like what you hear and you want to support the podcast and help it grow, you can now buy them a coffee at the click of a button. Well, a couple of clicks to be precise. But if you go to the Linktree drop down box you'll see a link there called Buy Us A Coffee. By tapping on that, you can make a one-off donation from the price of a cup of coffee. And if not, that's absolutely fine because this content is free for everyone. But back to today where I'm taking you to meet artist Sophie Derrick. Now I say artist rather than a specific field of practice because it's pretty hard to put your finger on what it actually is. It starts off as performance then turns into photographic portraiture and then on those prints she adds oil paint in an almost sculpture-like fashion and I've only ever seen them online never in person until this weekend because on Thursday was the VIP opening of the affordable art fair where I was um <clears throat> where I was given a talk and I also joined the uh, Kersler team on their stall because Kersler were the charitable partners of the Affordable Art Fair this year. But just two booths down was Degree Art, who represents Sophie. They had several large artworks on display, and I've got to say, seeing them online does them no justice whatsoever. They are properly amazing. And it turns out that Sophie had travelled down from Devon just a couple of hours previously to um, just touch up a few of the artworks. But I'd unfortunately missed her, which was a shame. So if you don't know her work, as ever, I urge you to go over to uh, Instagram to have a look. Give her a follow and say hi. It's always good just to be nice, right? 
But anyway, less of me, more of Sophie. Come and join me as I spoke over Zoom to Sophie Derrick. Who's the um, musician with the guitar no, or something? Yeah, that's my husband. Background? I'm so unmusical it's definitely not me but yeah he's, he's very good he's very good on the guitar well, yeah. i do have seven mm. questions that i ask each artist and the first being how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work um i would explain it as contemporary portraiture that's what i always kind of that's my little go-to that i call it um, but it's kind of made in a in an unusual way. Um, yeah, so then I probably go into the whole process of it. But yeah, basically, <clears throat> I paint onto myself, directly onto myself. So I'm kind of using myself as the canvas. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was different persons. Well, I do do I do do commissions of other people as well, but I kind of like for my sort of stock work, I I use myself just mainly because I'm there, and it's kind of easy to you know experiment on yourself. So yeah, that's what I do: paint onto myself, um, take tons of photos of that process, and then I'll pick like about six to get printed, and then. Once they're printed, I'll paint on top of them as well. So it kind of like creates this sort of layering effect of painting and photography. And it's all a bit sort of, um, you know, ambiguous as to what is the painting, what is the photography, what's real, what's fiction. Um, yeah. It, so it's it got threw me, to be honest, Sophie, when I first saw them uh, yeah. uh, some time ago, it looked like there was a person underneath. It yeah, like it was a, a flat image, and and I didn't quite know what was going on, and I sussed it uh, um, after a little while. But what yeah. paint is it you use on yourself? It is oil paint. Oh wow! Okay, I yeah. think it might be poster or something <laughs> like that. No, um, oh, I have been making my own paints recently oh, as well, yeah, of yeah. like so using like um, like non toxic pigments yeah. and mixing it with walnut oil and stuff. So it's, it's quite pure yeah but yeah like I have experimented with using different paints but oil paint is just it's got that like thick yeah painterliness that I yeah yeah exactly I think when I've done it before with other you know trying to sort of emulate oil paint I don't you just can tell that it's not and it doesn't have that same sort of feeling and I I think the whole thing with using like paint oil paint is that that is like the ultimate artist material, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. I'm kind of using that to become a painting because otherwise I feel like maybe I might stray into body painting and things like that. And that's yeah. not really the route that I want to go down. Um, well, this is generally the, the neck up we should add for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have done a few more, a few, um, not of myself, but like I've had, um, yeah, some commissions where people wanted more of the body painted. And did you do that? Yes. Nice. Um, it's just a lot trickier because, um, I don't know, I feel like it can become a bit messy. Yeah. Because it's so sort of thick and textured and, and um, painterly that when it kind of, when it kind of goes all over the body, it just looks quite... I don't know, undefined and yeah. 
hard to do. So yeah, it's got it's got a completely different language once you go beyond the the bus yeah. image. If, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And is it oil paint you put on top of the print? No, so that's acrylic paint, okay. but I mix it in with like um, uh, acrylic gel sort of thickener yeah. thing um, to make it really painterly. And then it sort of emulates that paint that I've used in the image, like in it, painting onto myself as well. So it all sort of looks the same, but yeah, I did used to use oil paint on top of the images, but I don't know, it just, it, it, cause I, I, I print them on acrylic. So they're like acrylic glass prints. Yeah. So it's just <clears throat> painting with oil paint on that takes forever yeah. to dry and yeah. And what size are they? Um, so I've got like two stock sizes. So I do like a 70 by 100 one and then 100 by 150. Nice. But I can do like, you know, I have done like bigger ones, smaller ones, but these are my sort of two main sizes. So, and yeah. do you do prints of the finished work? Yeah, so I've got a few limited edition prints, yeah. which um, they're basically like they're basically like the same as doing a big piece. Yeah, but they're just kind of you know they're obviously like in an edition and everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's um, just I like the idea that it is a photograph of a person that's been painted, then printed, then painted. I see what printed. you mean. Yeah, the process could go on. I did. Yeah, I have had a um, a print made once before um, of a finished painted piece. <laughs> um, yeah. It's but like yeah, that you know that I know that you know that <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's quite a good idea though. Like, yeah, I could just keep painting on it, photograph it, print it, paint yeah. it. But yeah, it could go on forever. It's got to stop somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did art come into your life, Sophie? Was there art in the home growing up? Um... Yeah, I mean, like my mum and dad, they were not, they didn't do any like arty jobs or anything. Like um, my mum was a nurse and my dad was a builder. Perfect. Yeah, so, um, but I think they were both like, you know, when they were at school, they were both quite creative. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but obviously in that kind of, in that time, it was like, you couldn't, you couldn't just go and do art at uni. It wasn't like, a, you know, you had to get a job. Um, so I think maybe if they were like, <coughs> sorry, um, in these the, these times, maybe they would have gone on and done something arty because they were both quite artistic. Um, and then I've got I've got three siblings, and um, I think we're mostly all quite arty. Um, my sister's a a knitwear designer now. Nice. Um, but yeah, we were always like doing artistic things and. Um, yeah, I think my parents were quite, they were quite sort of free with like letting us do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. where was home growing up? Um, so here in Wiltshire. Nice. Um, yeah, basically uh, like a little village in Wiltshire, um, which was very lovely. Um, yeah, so I grew up here and then moved away to uni and everything. Um, and then we just moved back here like about four years ago um, for schools and things, you know. From From where? from London it's like we we got back like basically just before Covid oh, probably nice. about like half a year before Covid hit so I was really happy to be here um when that all happened um yeah I think it took it's, it's definitely taken a lot of um I don't know readjusting yeah when you've lived in London for quite a long time it's like 
it's hard mm-hmm. to get used to not having the convenience of yeah. everything at arm's reach, isn't yeah. it? And yeah, then it, it no takes a little, yeah. <laughs> then it takes a little while, and then you sort of appreciate the distance from everything. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it is lovely. Um, and also, like when I was in London, I just I didn't have a studio. I just worked out of my living room. Yeah. Um, just because you know, in London, so difficult to get a studio because a they're really expensive, and b you have to get on a waiting list for like two years or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, here I could get a studio pretty for a pretty good price, and like it's you know way bigger than probably I would have been able to get in London and things. Yeah. Because so. I was going to get a studio in Wimbledon Arts Art Studios because yeah. we lived in Tooting, but it was like smaller than my living room, and I just thought there's no point spending yeah. all that money, you know. But I don't know. It was tricky working out of a living room with two little children as well. Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. Bit. So how did art come into to you? What what was your art journey? Um, so I did like I did art at school, did art A level, and I always loved art. Like that was always, you know, like my subjects that um it was kind of my thing. Yeah. Um and then I went on, did an art foundation. And then there, I don't know, I basically I've I've always had like a bit of a love-hate relationship with art and education because I've wanted to do art like I always want to make things and and things but doing art education is a whole different ball game you know like you've got a there's so many different I don't know like you feel like you've got to please I mean I'm such a people pleaser that I was always like right I want to do I want to do this work but will that get me a good mark I don't know like with the teacher my tutor like that and I just found that struggle really hard to kind of, you know, be true to your artistic, um, I don't know, like what you want to make, but also try and get a good grade for things. So I've always had a bit of a like, okay, right, I'm going to go and do this art foundation. My God, I don't know what, like, what art I to make in it and are they going to like it? And there's always been that struggle. And then, um, yeah, I went on to, I went to Bournemouth Arts Institute um, yeah. to do and uh, a degree there in fine art um, but that was just it was so free it was so kind of um like you know they just said here's your studio go and make stuff yeah. and I was like what I don't know what to make like I, I guess I like always had like my I think you've always got a style from a really young age yeah. but it's just kind of like trying to bring that out isn't it and, and decide or figure out what you want to make and, and things like that. So anyway, I felt like that course at Bournemouth was too free for me. So I left that and um, I went traveling and came back and I went to Leeds Uni and the course there was half history of art. So I felt like that was like, sort of gave me a bit more of a grounding in art history and a bit more of a base to kind of work off and, and, um, get ideas from and that was much better for me to work like that so that was probably one of my favorite art courses I've done was my was my BA and, and what did you do after uni I graduated in 2008 which was the recession yeah which was not great with an arts degree um <laughs> So I basically, I tried to stay in Leeds for a, for a while because I still had like my 
boyfriend, who's now my husband, um, was still up there and like friends up there and things. So I, I tried to stay up there and get a job, but there was just, it was so bad. There were literally no jobs at all. I think I got a job in a shoe shop for like eight hours a week. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But obviously I was like, I was trying to still do my artwork at the same time, but I needed to make some money. So I ended up moving back home with my parents and um, getting, I had like three different jobs. I like worked in the shop, I worked in a pub, I worked in a gallery. Um, yeah, just to basically try and make some money. But at the same time, I was still making my artwork and trying to... And what was it at that point, Sophie? It was pretty similar to what it is now yeah so I started yeah I started doing this process when I was in my second year of Leeds that's when I kind of got this idea to paint onto myself I mean it's definitely like evolved over the years but um after uni I got asked to do this show at the Leeds library they said basically like they, they got all these artists and they said choose a book from the library and make a piece of work based on that book and I chose this book on Frank Auerbach and um oh yeah 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 and basically I just really studied all of his works and got really inspired by his brushstrokes and his technique and like because he's so painterly um and using really bright colors and things and that's kind of how I started sort of getting towards what I'm doing now but basically I I kind of used this book as a bit of a bible for like a couple of years I was basically like recreating his work onto myself and I got in with a gallery I got um with degree art gallery yeah and they're based on um Viner Street at that time which was like an amazing it was so fun back then I don't it know it was everyone... good then wasn't it that on the yeah. Thursday night everything used to yeah, open down yeah, there yeah. didn't it yeah first Thursdays it was so much fun and it just felt really like buzzy and like, yeah. you know, it was like the center of the art scene for, you know, for young artists. So that was really exciting. And they they kind of um, started showing my work and I had a solo show there called Our Back to the Future, um, <laughs> heavily, heavily Our Back based. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of like was still keeping, you know, trying to keep up my artwork whilst working all these different jobs as well. Yeah make some money um and then I decided to do an MA at Wimbledon yeah that was probably I think that was about two years after uni I went and did that um what made you want to do that Sophie if you if your career was kicking off yeah I know what made you want to go down the academic line if you like no I asked myself this this question as well um I basically shouldn't have done it it was a really bad time to do it for me because yeah I was like things were going really well but I, I don't know, I just had this funny thing, I had this thing where I thought to be like a proper artist, I had to have an MA. That's where I was going to go with it, because I feel exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, I mean, it's so, so, like, look, in hindsight now, it's not true at all. Yeah. I think to, if you want to go into an MA, it should be because you, you want to go to an MA. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and like, you've got loads of ideas that you want to pursue and you want to push a project or something like that and you know you want the help of some tutor you know really good tutors and things like that um but basically yeah I basically just did it because I felt like I had to have an MA to be a proper yeah. artist which is and so did it make any difference 
to you no. as a person? No, I am. You've got that badge, if you like. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of like a nice thing to say now. Like, Did you start looking down to people like me have already got a <laughs> No, no, I not at all because I really <coughs> made me realise I you don't need an yeah. MA, yeah. you don't need it. It is, you know, obviously some people do really benefit from doing that, but for me, I shouldn't have done it because I ended up spending so much money doing this MA. It took up so much of my time that I then wasn't spending enough time doing my own artwork. So that kind of the momentum I think that I'd built up yeah. sort of slowed down a bit on that. So there's and no I, PhD on the horizon. No way, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. No, like, like I was saying earlier, like, I think I'm just not an art education person. Yeah. I just find it too, it doesn't work with my personality because I don't end up making what I want to make. I end up making what other people want me to make yeah. to try and get good marks. Yeah, I'm much better just working on my own and doing my own thing. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I... I shouldn't have done it, MA. Shouldn't yeah. have done it. Because yeah, after that, it sort of took me a while to then work up to, you know, bring the momentum back up again on yeah. my work. Yeah, so I actually had to go and get another job. I got a like a full time job at um, at MS head head office. Yeah. Um. Yeah, working as a visual coordinator. So. It had visual in the title, but it was, it was very admin. So how long was you justifying that job for? I know, God, I was there for like, I think I was there for about three years in the end. Needs must, Sophie, eh? I know, I had to do it. Yeah, I was obviously, like, I was still doing my artwork on the side on the weekends and stuff and trying to kind of get it out there. And I was still showing with degree art, like they were still taking my stuff to art fairs and stuff. yeah, and then and then I had my son, and I I just thought, right, I'm gonna take my maternity leave, and I'm just gonna hammer the artwork and see what happens. And luckily, it kind of it all worked out, and yeah. And did you pick up from where you left off? So when I was on my MA, I felt like I really had to like change things up and do different things. So I ended up doing not like painting onto myself. I was I was painting onto things, but different things. I wasn't using myself, and I was trying to. I was trying to change it then, which was probably the wrong time to change it. I should have just kept going on what I liked doing, what I thought was a good idea and everything. Um, so yeah, when I came out of my MA, I was like, right now I'm gonna go back to what I loved doing, which was doing these portraits and kind of pushing this idea of, of um, using paint as a transformative medium and like 
I'm playing with paint basically. Um, yeah, so I kind of, I went back to that and I, I just did loads of work um, and yeah, it's kind and of- they got the momentum going again. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of got everything going again. But yes, yeah, so it kind of stayed, it did stay the same sort of concept of painting onto myself, yeah. It'd work in three separate stages. It could work as a performance piece mm. when you're painting on yourself. And then secondly, it works as a portrait of you, of, the, of that result. And then, yeah, yeah the, the third part is, is, is what you do. Yeah, I know. It's like, um, it's got a lot of different sort of facets to it that um, I could definitely, you know, you can sort of look into and, and conceptualize about um but yeah when I was doing my BA I did do a lot about performance art and like you know which, which part of the process is the artwork so yeah that was kind of the thing because I remember someone saying once that because I did this show where I, I I had lots of my portraits around but I also had like I was displaying the paint that I'd scraped off oh, my yeah, yeah, face yeah. and um we had like actually one of my old lecturers from Leeds came down and did a talk about it and he was like I think the real work here is actually the paint that's been scraped off because that is like you know the relic of the performance of becoming a painting and that's like the interesting bit about it and that's like the mask that's being presented yeah. so yeah there's lots of different kind and of... did you do anything with that concept um not yet but I do have um yeah I've got a little sort of project in mind that I might I might kind of go back to yeah, that nice and think about that yeah so how long did the visual coordinator last <laughs> yeah. at M&S oh god I think I was there for like three years yeah, and it was full time, so it was it was like did take up a lot of my time. Sorry, did you go back after maternity? No, I didn't. I I kind of felt like I could make a living from doing my artwork, so yeah. I just didn't go back. And you know, my heart was never really in it there. I wanted to do a good job and everything, but like I I wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. So yeah. So it wasn't just any maternity leave. It was no. MS maternity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um, which piece that you've created, Sophie, do you think has got the strongest emotional connection? Ooh, um, um, I'm probably I'm thinking my I made a piece called Our Back to the Future, which is what my first show got yeah. called after, named after. Um I think that that was kind of like a little turning point in the way that I was making my work and everything and I that kind of set me off on this path of of these really thick impasto brushstrokes and yeah I think that's the piece that I sort of have probably the strongest connection to I sold it as well so I didn't oh um, do you regret that keep it. I do but I mean I've, I've still got the images of it but yeah. It's yeah, I like of, yeah. that when I speak to an artist and there is a specific artwork that was a turning point for them. But for the viewer, they wouldn't see that turning yeah. point. It's just yeah, that, yeah, you that wouldn't everything conceptually clicks into place for the artist yeah. and, and it gives you a little realisation and you go, oh, that's what I've been looking for. 
Yes, yeah, that was definitely a little like light bulb moment kind of Good. piece for me. Nice. And if there was you and five other artists, past and mm. present, what would your ideal group show be? Oh my god. Um, okay, so obviously Frank Albach, that would be amazing. Um, who else do I love? Um, I'm thinking like artists that I that I that sort of really inspires me would be amazing to have in the show and artists that um kind of use paint in different ways so okay who would it be Frank Auerbach um maybe like Carolee Schneeman oh I don't know she uh she's in that show in Giant actually at the moment yeah, so she was like a 1960s body artist. So she she kind of used herself in all her works and she was like a big inspiration to me. Okay. There's another artist called Boo Ritson who um, she painted people. This was like back when I started doing it as well because I remember I, I had this idea of like painting onto myself and I was like, yes, oh my God, this is amazing. No I'm, one's I'm, ever like, thought. No one's ever done this before. <laughs> this is amazing. And then I remember going to like a crit um, and someone just put their hand up and was like, have you seen the work of Boo Ritson? <laughs> I was like, no, for God's sake. But I do love her work. So she, she painted other people but like as sort of characters but not in a not oh in a really I know I, yeah I know yeah, yeah. like swimmers and, yeah, and things yeah. just look really like visually amazing so yeah maybe her um trying to think of who else like uh has inspired me over the years Gerard Richter yeah yeah um and one more person who else am I going to choose my mind's gone blank now. I can't think of anyone. Um, I really, okay, right. This is a bit of a um, curveball. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an artist that I really love. Um, he is called Alexander Randall. He's show, he's like, um, he, he's got his, he had his, his stuff at the, the other art fair the other day. But I've got a piece of, it, of his work and I just love it so much. It's like, um, he does like concrete brush strokes and then he spray paints them and paints them up and things i know yeah. yes i do yeah. yeah and i just love i just love it it's just it's got that kind of gestural like sweep yeah. of paint like it's like stuck in con concrete so it's like i don't know this movement that is then rendered really still and blocky and like i don't know it just, it just looks really visually amazing as well but I I just really like work that is doing different things with with paint and brush strokes and yeah his stuff is really cool so yeah maybe that would be my five people that's a really random um, collection Perfect. of people. Well, I I'd done one of these about six months ago with an artist and she'd just oh. bought one of his artworks. because oh, again she cool. asked me if if I knew of him and I said no, and obviously didn't retain the name. Yeah, I love it. I, I got one of his in the Artist Support Pledge. Oh, nice. Another question mm -hmm. is, what would you do if you wasn't an artist? I think I'd probably still do something creative. Maybe, like, I know that everyone says this. I know that everyone says this, but 
I do love interior design. Okay. I do love it. Um, maybe something You're saying that as if it's a naughty pleasure. I just feel like everybody says that. No, no, not really. It's normally musician comes up quite a lot. No, well, no, that's definitely not me either. Or, so or something, because artists are always cooped up on their own. A lot of the Ooh. answers are something outside. Gardener, just something where you're outside with no pressure. Yeah. Not, not that gardening hasn't got any pressures, I'm sure, but um, yeah. Yeah, I've had a few, say, litter picker, where you just walk oh. around, see something, pick it up and make yeah. a little bit of difference. Yeah. I, I thought was a pretty oh, cool. That's, that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah. mine's not that Although, nice. Although when it's pissing down of rain, I'm sure that idea goes straight <laughs> out the window <laughs> yeah. and you'd rather be in a studio. Yeah. Air out. No. I did always want to be a fashion designer. That's what I wanted to do. When I went to do my art foundation, you know, you can choose all the different there's lots of different things that you can choose to go into. And I chose to do fashion design because I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a fashion designer. Love it. Um, I really thought I was going to do that, but actually my tutors were like, no, you are so fine art. Cause I, I was actually just painting. I was painting in my fashion <laughs> design thing. So I'm like, no, this is, this is fine art. You need to change. So I sort of reluctantly changed, but yeah, maybe that, maybe i don't know no i don't think i'd be very good at yeah that i now. like it when there's in conflicts between the front of the brain and the subconscious <laughs> yeah and the subconscious knows what it's doing and it's just it's just us ruining our life with a yeah. Front of our life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have you got anything coming up oh well at the moment i do have a show on at um, me london hotel with okay. gone rogue um yeah so that is on until the end of April yeah and it's kind of got it's got lots of I've made a few new pieces for it but it's also got a few quite a few works that Gone Rogue sort of chose out of all, all of my ones I had in the studio um that yeah have maybe not been shown that often yeah. um haven't really been shown much before so yes so that is on at the moment so yeah if anyone's in London pop in see it it's a really lovely this won't come out until after that's finished (laughs) sorry about that damn it well that's that's what i got going on now but yeah and is there Um, anything in the pipeline um i've got a few more art fairs this year but i'm also having another baby in june so i'm gonna be (laughs) yeah so i might be kind of uh out of action for the summer i think for a um, fortnight. yeah yeah just take the baby with me it's fine um but yeah i i've got a few projects i want to do before this impending deadline of yeah. baby arriving um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a few other little projects kind of of my own yeah, yeah. Well, while you're sort of out of your practice if you like it gives you time to sort of experiment and see other things doesn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah I've just I basically I've had like ideas for so long now like I've had loads of ideas that I just haven't had time to do because I've got two other children and they take up a lot of time um but they're actually both at school now so this is kind of like the first time where I've actually had like five days a week to to do stuff until June when I will have no time again but yeah I'm, I'm gonna kind of like uh, take this little amount of time now that I've got to um, try and 
get all these ideas out and I'm going to try and make like some little sort of more experimental pieces challenge myself to make yeah. make those um yeah and see what happens they might become bigger pieces um yeah or not or not yeah, or yeah. yeah I like those when, when you do experiment sometimes it might not work and that's still a positive thing at least you've uh, yeah. discovered that it's uh it's not what you thought it might be yeah yeah exactly yeah, and, yeah I haven't done that for a while so I'm quite excited to do that yeah see you mentioned about art fairs later on which ones are those I've got the affordable in Hampstead that's in May I think and then usually I have um the Battersea as well the Battersea affordable that's in October um so yeah that those are coming up um yeah, I'm gonna to have to see what else I can I can squeeze into this year. <laughs> and anyone that can't get to the affordable art fairs, how would they see your work, be it website or social media? Yeah, I mainly post on my Instagram. That's kind of probably the best way to sort You've of got see a my good Instagram. Uh, I <laughs> oh, thank you. I kind of mainly just post on there. Really, I don't really. I need to update my website. <laughs> Yeah, I need to see that. Um, but yes, mainly Instagram, probably the best way to see. Or very open to studio visits if anyone wants to come to Wiltshire. And what is the Instagram handle? Yeah, it's um, at Sophie Derrick Art. Oh, yeah. And the um, website is? SophieDerrick.com. Okay. Just before I butted in there, you mentioned about studio visits. Do you do studio visits down there? Um, yeah, I've had a few. Like if, if you know, I'm very, very um, open to people coming to see me in my studio, but it's just a bit uh, out of the way, you know. It's and like is there other artists there, or is it just your studio? Well, it's on like a, um, it's on a farmyard. You're in Wiltshire, <laughs> of course. It is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, countryside. Um, there are lots of other businesses there, but they're they're all like we're all very different businesses. I yeah. don't think there's any artists, no. Well, well, that's all my questions asked, Sophie. Thank you very much for your time. Amazing, thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. So we wasn't dictated to by advertisers, we decided from the offset to go ad-free, which means, obviously, we had to self-fund. So we set up the Ministry of Arts Patreon page. And without that support, we would not be able to produce this podcast. So if you like what you hear and you're able to support the podcast, just go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram profile. You'll find a Linktree drop-down box, which will direct you straight to our Patreon page. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help keep us growing week by week. But if you're not able to do that, that's fine, because this content is free for everyone. But leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to your podcast, that really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Everything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, sad art.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.